and welcome to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. I'm Joe O'Neill, that is Sam Hauser, and we've had a bunch of conversation here on Team Talk lately about the name, image, and likeness topic. It's fluid. Uh, There's a lot of things I'm curious about. I'm sure there's some things that you're curious about. Well, today we have a couple of guests that I think are perfect for this discussion and the effects of NIL here locally to you Lobo fans. I'm joined here in studio by David Williams. He's the Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs at UNM. And Dave, thanks for taking time out because you guys are really hustling with Lobo football right around the corner. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Sam, for having us here and looking forward to today's conversation. Yep, football's right around the corner. Uh, Media Days was awesome last week. Danny Gonzalez has the program primed for a great year, and we're looking forward to it. So buy those season tickets, Albuquerque. All right. And also joining us in studio is Kurt Roth. He's a UNM grad. He graduated in 77, so he's a Lobo. He also uh, got his law degree from New York Law School. He's the founder of 505 Sports Ventures Foundation. By the way, he's licensed in both New York and New Mexico to um, to practice law. Kurt, good to see you, man. Uh, good to be seen, Joe. Thanks for having <laughs> me here. You got it. All right. Let's, let's dive right into this. Uh, so, Like almost 13 months ago to the day, uh, the Supreme Court uh, had a ruling regarding name, image, and likeness. You're the attorney in here, Kurt, and David Williams has a son who will be an attorney here soon, but you're the attorney in here, and I wanted you to just give us a summarization of what went down and how it applies to today. Well, 13 months ago... At the end of a lengthy federal court process, the Supreme Court in June of 2021, in the case of uh, Alston versus the NCAA, ruled unanimously uh, 9-0, which is quite uh, unusual for the current Supreme Court to do, that the uh, student-athlete had the right to monetize or sell their name, image, and likeness without threatening uh, their NCAA eligibility. The Supreme Court went in a very brief decision, then said, we want the states, we, ha- we recommend that the states pass legislation. And the New Mexico legislature jumped on it. And in early July of 2021, the governor signed New Mexico's NIL bill, uh, Senate Bill number 94. All right. So there were rumors of this, David Williams, but it, it kind of came abruptly to a lot of us. And there were people that wondered if the NCAA as an entity was ready for this abrupt decision. High profile football coach Nick Saban, you know, he was talking about how he thought the NCAA might have handled this from the get go. I read something in the Wall Street Journal that said, you know, what we've done in college football, and I'm paraphrasing here, is um, put a canoe on top of our SUV to go to the lake, didn't tie it down, took off, and just hoped for the best. So I want to get your opinion. Obviously, that was an exaggeration, uh, but at the same time, uh, there has been discussions. I mean, you're in athletic administration. You have been for a long time. Was the NCAA ready for this to come so abruptly? No. This isn't something that's new when you talk about student-athletes' rights. And and frankly, the, the business of college athletics has really outpaced the governance and the structure that the NCAA has provided. You know, you, you go back and, and this whole issue really started in about 2008 when Ed O'Bannon sued the NCAA because of his use in the video game. 
And eventually, 10 years later, he won that lawsuit. And so that was really the beginning of it. But then you look at Shabazz Napier, I believe, in 2014 when he was at UConn and made a large issue of not being able to eat at night. And so the NCAA reacted and eventually passed, um, passed unlimited meals. Then the NCAA reacted because the business of college athletics and the money was getting so great because of TV revenue, they reacted and said, okay, now we'll do cost of attendance. And part of the Alston case was also more academic money that we could provide for student athletes. And so the NCAA has always been in, in a reactionary mode. So when NIL came up and the concept of NIL came up, the NCAA created a committee. And they did great work, and they came up with guardrails. And Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State, was the person that was in charge of this committee. Ultimately, they enacted none of the guardrails that were suggested by this committee. Why? Because they were afraid of lawsuits. They lost every lawsuit in the last 10 years that they were that they were a part of. They lost the Austin case. They lost the Ed O'Bannon case. Um, they were afraid of losing other lawsuits. And so that is why the states are now in charge, that the states uh, now are in charge of, of the individual um, structure around NIL. Eventually, the, the federal government, the NCAA and the powers that be would love to have the federal government come in and say, this is the one set of guardrails and guidelines that we're going to go off of and, and be uh, governed by. Because then they aren't going to be afraid of lawsuits. But until that happens, they're going to be they're going to say, okay, federate it out and let let the individual states control it. So obviously, the benefits to the student athletes have grown from you know meals, like you said, with Shabazz Napier and and rights with regard to to video games uh, with regard to O'Bannon. But with that, Kurt is the term collectives, which are groups of people that are are the ones that are looking to possibly provide these NIL opportunities for student athletes. And that's where you come in with 505 Sports Ventures Foundation, because in essence, you're one of these collectives, correct? That's correct, Joe. Um, the law provides that the students uh, are able to receive certain benefits, but they can't come from the institution that they're enrolled at, which is a very strange kind of approach. Uh, it's that a third party, these collectives, can arrange to uh, assist the students in the monetization of their name, image, and likeness. The New Mexico law goes even further, and it's a very simple, well-crafted document that allows third parties not only to assist in the monetization of name, image, and likeness, uh, it says they can provide housing, meals, insurance uh, for the student athlete, anyone, anyone, without the school that they're enrolled at threatening their eligibility. So we've create it's created this scenario where there's a void. We need a third party, not the student, not the school, to provide the assistance and the benefits. And uh, I saw uh, uh, an opportunity to uh, enhance the student-athlete's uh, life or uh, landscape in the state of New Mexico. Sp not 
only the University of New Mexico, but that has been my, our original focus. But it's throughout the state uh, that uh, we're looking to uh, assist that uh, student experience. So I'll go back about a year when Kurt came to my office and Kurt and Eric Schultz, who's our director of compliance, came in and and it was just at the beginning of, of NIL and, and the structure. As a 30-year administrator in college athletics, this is uncomfortable. And we were, it was really uncomfortable then. So when Kurt was getting ready to come to my office, man, I was ready to give it to him. I was ready to tell him of uh, how he's, he's just, this isn't how this is supposed to work and it's not legal and it's not the way that, uh, and by the end of the conversation, I was like, Kurt, you're right, man, I'm wrong. And is as uncomfortable as this can be for a 30 year administrator, it's a new world we live in. Yeah, it's even sometimes uncomfortable for the fan, Dave. Like, not even you don't even have to be in administration, but that's like just this reputation or whatever. We all get trained in how we're supposed to think and act, and for years, the athletic administration was trained to educate our fan base that they cannot provide extra benefits for a student athlete. You cannot take them out for lunch. You cannot provide them a, a, uh, a place for them to sleep at night. You cannot do all these things. And we were trained to educate our fan base that they cannot do these things. Well, now NIL comes in and New Mexico law specifically says you can. And so we have to retrain ourselves in the way we think and set up the structure to allow our student athletes to be as successful as they can be both on the floor and off. Just to define it, Kurt, is there was concern always for stuff underneath, under the table, so to speak. Well, not only is this above the table, it's way above the table. And as David said, completely lawful. Correct. Uh, I always thought, and, and, and Dave uh, is right, what he's talking about is change, and change for everyone is difficult. But I have often used the example as a longtime booster at the University of New Mexico that I could buy the tuba player in the band a Cadillac, and people would say, oh, that's kind of nice. But if I took the soccer player, the goalie on the soccer team out for a hot dog, he could lose his eligibility, the program could be sanctioned, and I could be barred from attending events. So uh, it, it hasn't made sense, but it was the process, and people are used to it. So the concept of what we can do as a third-party collective is foreign, and I've already seen people react almost in shock when I explain what the law actually means. Right. And you, you want to add something, Dave? Yeah. And, and so the, the next step for us is, and the tricky part for the, for the athletic administration of Lobo athletics is, is what is still an NCAA rule? Because we still need to follow NCAA rules. We still need to work with the collective and sometimes there's a rub. And so we do still have to understand where, where those rubs are. And Kurt and I have worked together very closely, and we've become really good friends um, and have the same goals. It's just understanding uh, what we can and cannot do still because everything's not on the table. That's not what we're saying. But certain things are, and those are what the collective are, are doing well. Right. And so, Kurt, this isn't something that is like going to be happening down the road. I mean, the 505 Sports Ventures Foundation is already 
being funded and you're inviting people and we'll give the website out, but you're also already kind of active to some degree. Oh, uh, very active, Joe. Um, early this year, we filed the necessary documents with the state of New Mexico. We have uh, created a not-for-profit organization. We are getting, uh, hopefully, uh, certified by the uh, Internal Revenue Service as a 501c3 that we are an educational, uh, supportive, uh, uh, not-for-profit company. And our goal is to assist in the education, mentoring, aiding the students in uh, using their name, image, and likeness, not only monetarily, but going forward, uh, marketing, uh, they'll have income questions. You know, it's one thing to pay uh, a student athlete money. They may not realize they need to pay taxes if they gain a benefit, if they do an ad. So that's all part of our organization. But yes, we're up and running. We've just started an online presence and uh, things are moving very, very quickly. Yeah, and we saw Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jalen House signing autographs at the TBT tournament. So there's things moving on. So the balance that David Williams was talking about with regard to your organization and the athletic department, there's certain guidelines that are going to be followed. And the, another term that comes out is inducements, meaning this kind of NIL money cannot be used as a carrot in order to drive somebody specifically to a university. Talk to me about inducements and how your organization, 505 Sports Ventures Foundations, approaching this whole issue of inducements. Well, uh, first, let me say this. When when Dave discussed the process and the, uh, the legal cases that got us here, the NCAA's inaction or action, he was quite diplomatic. The NCAA, in my opinion, really missed the bus here. And they had a chance to legislate and make this thing clear and workable. And their resistance or failure to act caused this situation to be where we are now, which is kind of the wild, wild west of college athletics. Um, they've kind of put out this pronouncement about pay for play and no inducements. And it's sort of vague. Uh, I think they're flailing, but it's the NCAA, and we have to pay attention to it. If you look at the P5 schools, the SEC in particular, they're basically ignoring it or running around saying, well, we're not going to offer QB1 $5,000, but we're going to offer every player $25,000 who comes to play at our school. So... Yes, you cannot offer an individual who's not at your program or at a specific program finances, financial aid or anything to come to the school. What we're doing is we're trying to create a landscape that the potential student athlete who looks at schools in New Mexico, University of New Mexico, Highlands, whatever it is, that there's an opportunity here to enhance the experience financially. It's that basic through the use of their name, image, and like. You're listening to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. This is our Team Talk NIL Roundtable with University of New Mexico Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs, David Williams, and Kurt Roth, the founder of 505 Sports Ventures Foundation, talking about how collective and university can 
work together to try to find the best interests for all parties involved with NIL. Our conversation will continue in just a moment on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. This is Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. We're doing our Team Talk NIL Roundtable with David Williams, the Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs at the University of New Mexico, and Kurt Roth, the founder of 505 Sports Ventures Foundation. Let's get back to our conversation on Team Talk. Jim Harbaugh, the head coach at Michigan, he was discussing this whole thing, and he was uh, using the term transformative as opposed to transactional. Here's head coach Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. I don't know how much or, um, or that I really have have an opinion on that, uh, you know, right or wrong, uh, or uh, our philosophies. Coming to the University of Michigan, it's still going to be a transformation experience rather than a transaction By the way, we're talking with David Williams. He's the Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs at the University of New Mexico. Kurt Roth, he's a UNM grad, and he went to New York Law School and is licensed in both New York and New Mexico. He's the founder of 505 Sports Ventures Foundation there in studio. So uh, you heard that soundbite by Jim Harbaugh. That That's what it would seem like in a perfect world, right, David? That people choose the university on their own merits, and then whatever comes to them after they get there is great. Is that kind of the approach you guys are taking, or what's your opinion on that? One of the rules that the NCAA still has is that we cannot be public about who we are recruiting. So we cannot to a radio station, to a media, or to a collective, let them know that we are recruiting Jamal Mashburn. That's a big line in the sand because that's the piece that where we still have to follow the NCAA rules and also the collective needs to know where they can get involved and where they cannot get involved. And so an inducement to me is going to the next point guard, the next starting quarterback, the next starting goalie, and saying, if you come, we will give you $5,000. We will give you X amount of dollars for your name, image, and likeness if you come to New Mexico. We're not doing that. What we are doing is setting up a structure, and this is the first year, so it's a little bit awkward. Sure. Right? We're setting up the structure where our student-athletes know that there's an NIL opportunity for you if you come to New Mexico. And there is a, you know, we can't tell you what you're going to get. What we can tell you is the previous starting quarterback, the previous person that was in your situation, was able to get NIL deals, NIL opportunities, that, and here's what the, the, the package was for that person. And so that's, that's a big line in the sand. To me, Coach Harbaugh is, is correct. It, it shouldn't be transactional, but it should be part of what you are able to get, what opportunity you have if you come to Michigan or if you come to New Mexico. At Michigan, Coach Harbaugh believes that he, I believe he set up a foreign opportunity, a foreign trip for his football program. Well, that was an opportunity to come. If you come to Michigan, you get to go to Italy or Spain or wherever they went to and have this opportunity. It's the same thing. It's part of the package you get when you go to a school. What are the facilities like? Do you get Alston money? Do you get cost of attendance? Do you get unlimited meals? Do you get what, what's the coaching staff like? It's part of the full package of why you're going to accept a scholarship at a university. What's the scholarship like? You know, some of these scholarships are full scholarships. Others of them in other sports are, are partial scholarships. They're equivalency sports. And so some students, athletes get 
Well, that it's all it's all part of the package of what it's going to be moving forward. So Eric Musselman at Arkansas, I think he signed three McDonald's All Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we to be expected to believe that? At no point, nobody from the Arkansas coaching staff would have had any communication uh, with any collectives there at, or any collective over there at Arkansas. And then those guys were just coming in the hopes that there might be some NIL money in the mix. I can't speak for Coach Mossman and what they're doing, but what you can do is if a future recruit wants to know about your NIL opportunities. We have the ability to set them up. You know what? The person to call is the 505 Sports Venture Foundation and call them and then have a conversation with the locker with, with 505 Sports Venture Foundations about previous opportunities. Okay. And so they can have those conversations. But as you can see, this gets gray awfully quick. And one of the current rules that is current is out there is that this university cannot be directly involved with NIL opportunities for student athletes. And so a person just yesterday in an event we had said, why can't I just give to Lobo Club and have the Lobo Club give to lot to 505 Sports Venture Foundation and just so I can give once? And that's unfortunately the answer. The answer right now is that we as a university athletic department cannot be directly involved in the NIL for our student athletes. All right. I brought up an example at Arkansas and SEC school. So Kirby Smart and Nick Saban both talked about the dangers of this whole NIL thing and and how it actually is going to benefit the Power Five conferences and and hurt the little one, you know littler schools in the long run. Here's Kirby Smart. There's so many things that go into this that maybe the media and the common people don't know. You know, when does your school start? How does that affect things? It affects things in a in a dynamic manner. Are you quarter? Are you semester? There's a lot of competitive advantages into getting into the portal. And then you move to NIL, and I agree with Coach that you're going to have the haves and have-nots. And the separation that's already there is going to grow larger. And the schools that have the capacity and have the ability and, and, and are you know more competitive in the NIL market are going to be schools that uh, step ahead on top of uh, other schools. So I, I don't want decisions to be based on that, but ultimately a lot of uh, young men want to make their decision based on that. And I know you can't speak for Kirby Smart. You know, the commissioner of the Mountain West, Craig Thompson, you know, he's doing everything he can to get the Mountain West in the mix for these college football playoff situations. And then you have people that are on the inside saying that it's actually going to potentially give them even more of an advantage. Your thought on that? My thought is that we aren't beating Georgia on recruits right now anyway. The issue that's changed that matters to me and what Kirby just said, Coach Smart just said, is not the NIL piece. It's the transfer portal and the ability to be immediately eligible at Georgia, and then you throw in the NIL situation. And so if if transfer portal didn't exist, if immediate eligibility didn't exist, Georgia couldn't call our best player on our football team and try to recruit him off of our campus. Or if he did, he'd have to sit out when he goes there. Now he is able to make that call, and, and they don't call him directly. What they do is they, they call the high school coach, they call the AU coach, and they say, you know, hey, if Johnny ever wants to leave New Mexico, hey, Georgia would have a spot for him. And then that starts the conversation of them entering the transfer portal. But yes, it's going to be a further way uh, for those people to have involved. But the but the issue that that I think 
Kirby was focusing on more there is the transfer portal and immediate eligibility. You throw in the NIL opportunities, it's it's another reason. But frankly, we're going to have those that same uh, ability to do as well. If we can set up Lobo Athletics and have NIL opportunities greater than the other Mountain West schools, who which are the main reason we are support we are people we are uh, competing against, that's what we need to do. We need to worry about ourselves. We need to be the best Mountain West school that we can be. And if we can do that, we're going to set ourselves up for all the success that we can have. Getting back to Kurt. Kurt, one of the things when asked about this, Coach Richard Pitino said, yeah, it's it's a real thing. And it's kind of like eat or be eaten. You agree with him. And uh, you see what you're doing is a vital cog in the, the success of the Lobo Athletic Department, I would think, down the road. Oh, no doubt about it, Joe. I just want to backtrack a little bit. We just mentioned Coach Smart, Coach Saban, and Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Combined, I think they make $30 million a year. So I think it's just audacious when I hear them saying these are problems, they have to work a little harder, the haves and the have-nots. It's humorous. Anytime the student-athlete gets freedom whether it's to transfer, to monetize, there's backlash from the richest people in the business, in this case, the coaches. Dave just said it perfectly, that we're not competing with Georgia or Michigan or Alabama, but we are competing with Wyoming, San Diego State, Fresno State, in a sense, New Mexico State. So if we're not nimble, if we're not current, if we're not offering the best experience that UNM or anyone in New Mexico can offer, then we're failing. And I don't think that's any different from 1960, 1980, or 2000. We've, we're on a different level, but we're in a big pool. And if we're good, we're good. And NIL opportunities is just part of that. We're talking about the NIL. We've got David Williams, the Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs at the University of New Mexico in studio, and Kurt Roth, a UNM grad, a New York Law School grad, and founder of 505 Sports Ventures Foundation. By by the way, their website, 505sports.org. It's 505sports.org. Okay, so Dave, you mentioned you've been in athletics for 30 years. This is now on your plate, which is something that hadn't been on your plate for the previous 28 years or so. You know, there's been talk of of departments getting general managers to kind of oversee these sort of things. How does your department and Eddie Nunez, the athletic director at the University of New Mexico, view this? Is this something that you're going to have to look at or are you just going to toe the line until that time happens? Oh, no, it's, it's part of the problem solving we do every day. The, the great unknown still with college athletics, with the transformation committee that is currently meeting uh, weekly, the current NCAA president, which is open, that position being open, you know, we don't know what this is going to look like in six months or a year. If you would have asked Kurt or I, you know, a year ago when we first met, you know, what we knew then is not what we know now. And, and what this is going to look like, that's kind of the next step for us. And so it very well could be that athletic departments in the future are going to be asked to, to manage us more than we currently are. 
if that becomes a, a thing, then absolutely we're going to have to have some more involvement, some more direct involvement, some more people, hours that are put into this. Right now, it is keeping on top of the mind, making sure that we problem solve every day, and always remember that whatever is best for the student athlete is our best course of action. And so that's what we that's always want to keep in mind and, and keep working towards a day when we know what, what it looks like. You're listening to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. This is our Team Talk NIL Roundtable with University of New Mexico Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs, David Williams, and Kurt Roth, the founder of 505 Sports Ventures Foundation, talking about how collective and university can work together to try to find the best interests for all parties involved with NIL. Our conversation will continue in just a moment on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. This is Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. We're doing our Team Talk NIL Roundtable with David Williams, the Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs at the University of New Mexico, and Kurt Roth, the founder of 505 Sports Ventures Foundation. Let's get back to our conversation on Team Talk. You're listening to Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. I'm Joe O'Neill. That's Sam Hauser. We've got... David Williams and Kurt Roth here in studio. So, Sam, I wanted to bring you into the mix. Um, your thoughts on this and any questions for David or, or Kurt? Well, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this because there is a lot of knowledge and information in this room, a little bit more than what we have just, just looking at this from the outside. Uh, David, I, I do want to start with you just going off of what you just mentioned there. Is it realistic for down the road, whenever it is, for your athletic department to work directly with the state while state law is still kind of in charge of this right now to say this is how I think we can move forward with this and would make it a little bit more comfortable for us. Is that something that you guys could see doing, working directly with the state and and possibly impacting these laws? Uh, Absolutely. Mark Morris, who was the main uh, senator behind the impetus uh, of of getting this passed to the state law, has already reached out to both Kurt and the athletic department, and we plan on working on this together. We want to make sure that Mark understands that Kurt and the collective and Lobo Athletics uh, have the same goals. We we want to make sure that we're not that our messaging is similar, and and look forward to continue conversation with Mark to see what is next. That's really the, that's really the best approach that we can have. What about in terms of, there's been a lot of calls, and it's been from the top of college sports, it's been really from all around commissioners as well, there's been these calls to have federal legislation on this. I'm curious for both of you guys, and uh, David, we'll start with you, just your your thought if you feel like there needs to be federal legislation on on NIL. Yeah, Kurt might be able to comment better, because he's the lawyer, I just pretend to be a lawyer because my son's in law school, Um, but... (laughs) But even just in terms of competitive balance from state to state. Yeah, and that's the real issue, right? The real issue is what can be passed as law that we aren't going to be sued and lose. You're always going to be sued in this day and age, but what can, what can be defended? And if we can find that defensible position that is consistent across, uh, across the landscape, then that's the best scenario moving forward. And Kurt, I mean, just your thoughts as well. If you think there should be le- a federal legislation as opposed to state to state, and if that would have any impact on on competitive balances, you guys are talking about uh, possibly you know schools stealing recruits away from each other. To answer the first question, federal legislation always sounds great. I I don't see it happening, and um, 
I don't think there's the the understanding of the situation at the federal level. I haven't seen anyone speak about it. There are much bigger issues going on in the country now than uh, the students' right to monetize their name, image, and likeness. And in fact, what I think you're going to see, and we've already seen it, Alabama, for example, passed an NIL law very quickly and then decided it was a hindrance. And the legislature in Alabama actually convened and and voided the law. They wanted to do, they want to let the private schools and the public schools do whatever they want. So anytime I hear uh, uh, more law, it tends to be around restricting the student athletes. I don't hear anything about federal legislation restricting the ability from coaches to break their contract and take a million dollars more somewhere else. It's only the student athletes. So in general, the less restriction, I think, the better. Let the industry become a real free market capitalist industry. I, I think that's how this country works. And I think uh, as an advocate for student athletes, I, I, I want less legislation. I do think that the New Mexico legislation might be fine-tuned a tad only because I think deliberately they tried to separate the school and the mm -hmm. student athlete almost to the detriment of the actual process, I think there's a real place not only on the educational basis for the school to offer classes and an and area to, uh, to teach the uh, student-athletes and the non-student-athletes about what this means, but they also, it's vital uh, as, as someone in this organization to get involved with the particular schools. They shouldn't be fearful of being involved. They should be leading the involvement in many ways. I know one of the things you guys want to you know, make sure that everybody understands is you two are on the same page, want to get some of the same messaging across and just generally do what's best for the University of New Mexico Athletic Department. So it is something that's come up a, a, a few times, Kurt, even today. You know, When you hear the conversations or when you hear the concerns about, well, if this money goes here, then, then it can't go here, what are some of the things that you think you guys can do to try to work together to maybe try to, to mitigate some of that at least? I attended a... Uh uh, basketball, uh, uh, Lobo men's basketball function, and there were a lot of what you would term boosters and, and people who have contributed and followed the, the Lobo men's basketball for quite some time. And we were discussing it, and I, I'm going to not quote the person by name because I don't have their permission, but they explained to a booster that our 505 company and the athletic department we're going down different paths to the same end. And I think that really sums it up. We both have the, the vital interests of the uh, student-athlete at UNM and the experience aligned. It's just how we get there. And I think the synergy between a really well-run collective and a, a, an understanding athletic department creates more ability to raise funds, makes it more... Uh, attractive to the donor or the participant. Hey, we are working not only with looking for donations, we're looking for involvement with local charities, local businesses to help promote them and then sort of interweave this with the UNM experience. 
All right, Dave, pick up on um, what we just heard Kurt mention. First of all, you've reiterated time and time again that you support Kurt. Kurt obviously supports you guys, so that's clear. So talk about, though, this balance between fans supporting what Kurt is doing and at the same time making sure it's not to the detriment of the Lobo Club or other things. Since we've been here, since A. Nunez arrived about five years ago, our intention has always been to be very transparent within this community. Honest, transparent, very communicative, making sure people understand best we can and just be honest the entire time. And that's one thing we've appreciated about Kurt and the collective and, and, and changing world. We've always been very honest and transparent with each other. One of the reasons we support Kurt so much in this is because when NIL opportunities first came out, there was business after business, national companies that all wanted to make a buck off of our student athletes. And they all wanted to give us a service. There was all these services that would charge thirty, forty thousand. They're charging the power five a hundred thousand dollars to help with your NIL on your campuses. And we weren't an early adopters of those services because we all thought that those people were trying to make money off of us and off of our student athletes. That's not what Kurt's trying to do. Kurt's not taking a dime for this. And I respect what they're doing because of the stance they've taken. But to specifically answer your question, we realize that there is a limited amount of disposable income of our fan base, of the people that support Lobo Athletics, of our businesses, of our individuals that buy tickets or are in our booster club. We know that from a revenue standpoint, that we still need in the athletic department all the revenue that we've been able to gather over the years and raise over the years. Our local club does a great job. Our corporate sponsorships do a great job. Our individual sport uh, enhancement funds do a great job. Those revenues can't go down because if they do go down, it's less food, it's less travel, it's less gear, it's less coaching that we can provide for our student-athletes. And so there is an v- absolute worry that someone is going to, instead of giving to the Lobo Club, they're going to choose to instead give to Sports Venture Foundation or directly to our student-athletes in some other form of NIL. And that's a concern that we're still working through. Kurt knows it. I know it. We've let our donors know it. At the end of the day, it's always a donor decision on where they want to put their money. And we're very respectful of that. And we're going to present the opportunities and give them those chances and do everything we can to raise enough money for it so we can have everything. Kurt, your response to what you just heard from David as far as uh, all that stuff. Well, I, I, I agree totally. We, we are working to the same end. I, I did like he did mention the fact that none of us, there are three of us uh, who founded this group, uh, along with me, Rick Siegel and Raquel Lassane. We are not taking a dime in compensation One day, if the thing takes off and works, we'd love to have a functioning company and employees putting stamps on envelopes. But we don't right now. Every dime that we get is either going to the basic startup cost of incorporating. We will do advertising. We will have some events in the very near future. But every dime collected goes toward the process. No salaries are being paid. And it's a must. It's vital that we work with the universities. And people can go to 505sports.org to find out much more about Kurt's 
Foundation of 505sports.org. So you're taking kind of a Green Bay Packers approach to this, right? Tell me, you know, what you what you're talking about there. I, I think that's a, a real good analogy. We uh, in uh, New Mexico don't have a T Boone Pickens who's going to write a check for a uh, hundred million dollars and put his name on the football. David stadium. Williams just went, darn it! <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we're we're looking. And if we find him or her, we'll gratefully sit down and have lunch. But I see this. I, what I see, I came to UNM in 1973 from New York City. And I went from a town that had 16 major league teams to a town that had none. And the University of New Mexico was the flagship sports team, whatever sport it was. Football, obviously basketball. Throughout the city, everyone was wearing UNM gear. Uh, that's changed a little bit in the last 45 uh, years since I got here. And I want to see that happen again. And the way I look at it, I literally had a, a longtime friend look at me the other day and said, what's the minimum contribution you're looking for? And I looked and I said, I think our computer program needs you to contribute at least a dollar. And so that's what we're doing. When I say Green Bay Packers, it's, it's the only community publicly owned team in the NFL in a town that wouldn't have a team in, the, in today's world, Green Bay. So we're like that at UNM. We need the public re- support. We need the public involvement at the grassroots smallest level. This is a great, great community that has a lot of pride in its uniqueness. And that's what that's the type of involvement and donor or contributor volunteer that we're looking for. All right, that's Kurt Roth. He's the founder of 505 Sports Ventures Foundation. Before we let you go, David Williams, the Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs. Uh, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, just something Kurt just mentioned made, made me think about the whole process of NIL. It's the ability for a student athlete to monetize their them as a person, right? They can use their name to do things that the NCAA used to prevent. An example would be we can now have our student athletes run their own basketball camps, their own soccer camps, their own whatever. They can they can now do those types of activities that didn't used to be there. They can also endorse products. We have a football student athlete, Isaiah Chavez who is representing a furniture store, a mattress store in town. On TV, does a TV commercial. That's a type of thing that our student athletes can now do that they used to not be able to do. So if you have a business and you want any of our student athletes to endorse your product, Sadie's has created jerseys for some of our student athletes. Those are just some of the things that have been going on already. If you're interested in those types of activities and you have a business and you want one of the student athletes to endorse your product or endorse your business as part of their and using their NIL to do so, you can contact either ourselves or Kurt Roth. And the, the collective will help you connect your business to that person. What Kurt is doing is if you don't have one of those businesses and you want to support the student athletes anyway, and you don't necessarily want them to endorse anything you're doing, but want to support anyway, that's where the collective comes in. And you can you can support the student athletes by giving to the collective, and the collective will set up those endorsements for those student athletes. 
and provide them monetary benefits for those endorsements of charities and for other organizations. And so there's all kinds of ways to get involved in that in NIL. And you can certainly always contact me personally. Uh, all my information is on the website at golobos.com. Uh, and then Kurt through the locker through the 505 sports.org 505 sports.org any last thoughts before we get out of here you covered a lot Kurt I think we did and I think as uh, Dave said this is a uh, completely new area Uh, we're going to find our way as we go forward we're leading with our chin here we're going face into this full speed ahead and I ask anyone out there who's interested in making the uh, New Mexico experience better for students to get in touch with us and thanks for having us you got it 505sports.org thanks so much to David Williams the Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs at University of New Mexico and Kurt Roth the founder of 505 Sports Ventures Foundation for Sam Hauser I'm Joe O'Neill more team talk next on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team